Alright, everyone out of the water. It's time for Under the Bridge. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, it was a night swim joke. Although, actually, now that I think about it... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say, I, have, I haven't seen Night Swim at all, but that is very fitting for the movie we did see this week. <laughs> oh, that too, but also I just realized our podcast graphic has water underneath the bridge, so I guess saying <laughs> get out of the water, it's time for under the bridge, it doesn't actually... Tr- but we're still under the bridge, shut the up! <laughs> oh great, now I gotta cut that. <laughs> I mean, you could just put a sensor over it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's work. Uh, fair. Maybe I'll still do it anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep it. What do I care? Uh, Anyways, I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And we're here to talk sometimes game news, sometimes comic news, usually movie news, and almost always a movie review. Indeed. And if you are joining us for the new year, welcome to the chaos. <laughs> yeah. No, that whole ramble about bridges and water and stuff, that's that's pretty typical. Yeah, that's par for the course here. <laughs> I do have some gaming news this week. Oh boy, that's new. <laughs> Did you know apparently nobody had ever beaten Tetris? Wh- what? Yeah, so... I refuse to believe that. <laughs> no, apparently it, it, it hadn't been done. People were only getting to level like 30s or something. Really? Before the game would knock them out, but I guess there's there's been some advancements in the meta since then. There's been advancements in the Tetris meta. <laughs> yeah, they discovered some brand new decks and what have you. Yeah, it's like, oh, what would that be? Metris. There is now a new Metris. <laughs> <laughs> and as a result of that, a 13-year-old named Willis Gibson has apparently mm. actually managed to beat Tetris by getting the game to go so far that it crashes. I think that counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would say that counts. It's like, you get to a point where the game's like, no, no, you're not supposed to do this. What are you doing? <laughs> no, he made it to level 157. Jesus. And even crazier, uh, allegedly, mm. if you could avoid l- certain crash points just by getting lucky, you could theoretically make it to level 255, and then it brings you back to the first level. Okay, I was going to say, like, is that a is that a binary coding thing? I have no idea. Okay, because I know, like, a lot of old games... I I know most... This was especially true with some PS2 games, but a lot of old games had it... There was a certain, like, integer that the game could not go past because it was literally, like, the binary limit in the coding at that point because that's all they had access to. Makes sense. Yeah. I guess. There's a wonderful... (laughs) Completely off topic from that. There is a wonderful video of a guy taking the fastest jet in Ace Combat 5, and by using a glitch, seeing how fast he can go before he inevitably careens into the ground, (laughs) and he actually hits that limit in the game. (laughs) Alright, good for him. So I figured that would be something related to that. Yeah. No, this is an impressive accomplishment, though, for sure. I can't imagine how long that would have taken, too. Like, did he actually just sit there and play it continuously? Well, apparently it only took 30 minutes. Really? Well, when you think about how long an average Tetris game goes... Hmm... It's not that surprising. It might have been 38 minutes. Eh, fair. I mean, I fully acknowledge that I am bad at Tetris. But with how I would figure it's like, going to be a thing where it just gets so convoluted that levels just take so long at that level, at that point. <laughs> if anything, it probably gets easier the quicker it goes because you got to imagine the game really speeds up the higher you get. So mm, if you true, can survive true. long enough to not immediately get by the game, which now I probably need to censor. then presumably it just gets faster and faster fair anyways a world accomplishment one that not even the soviet union could foresee (laughs) yeah people have been trying to do this since 1989 yeah for real over 30 years yeah nearly 40 years closer to 30 than 40 I mean, it's closer to 30 to 40 that is objectively correct (laughs) but still impressive nonetheless Oh, yes. Congratulations, Mr. Gibson. May you go far in life with that kind of ambition. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) No, genuinely. No, I mean, yes, yes, that's genuinely amazing um, 
that's an impressive thing, but it's like my brain just kind of went. It's like this is gonna be the real world version of how I forget the name of the movie, but how we constantly joke about the one character where he's like, "I wanted an essay contest." This will <laughs> yeah, be, I this will my be this. <laughs> this will be this kid's real life. It's like, well, you broke the wall, but I crashed Tetris though, so it's okay, right? <laughs> I beat Tetris, you know. But in all seriousness, well done, good sir. Yeah, I tip my hat to you, except I'm not wearing one. But if I did have a hat, it'd be off right now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There, you get a round of applause. I should have clapped my hand in a circle, not that anybody would have ever seen it. I was going to say, I just did that, and I'm pretty sure my microphone picked it up. <laughs> the, joys of a, the joys of a radio format, ladies and gentlemen. I like that you keep calling it radio, even though I'll guarantee not a single person who listens to this listens to it on radio, because <laughs> how would they? <laughs> Does your radio get Amazon podcast? <laughs> Give them long enough, they'll think of it. They'll they'll do it to be a thing. Like we need older people. Or we need um, Christ, what generation are we again? We're. We I think we're millennials, technically. Yeah, it's like we need millennials who just were born after or the eighties, who still remember the old shit their parents had. We need them to have things that still have them wired into our networks, but remind them of their youth. We'll get a radio that only works with Amazon's Prime subscriptions. Okay, yeah, we're at the but, very end of Millennial. Millennials apparently are 1981 and 1996. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's like, we'll, we'll get them Amazon Prime that only, or radios that only work with Amazon Prime. But <laughs> but they, they have phones that sh- shut the fuck up! <laughs> It'll be brilliant! <laughs> what a time. What a concept. Indeed. Gonna move on to some different news now. Oh boy. So I think I've covered before that they're doing a live action How to Train Your Dragon. Right. To which I ask, why, first of all. Yeah, but why though? Please don't do the third movie. (laughs) Mm. Or do it different. Yeah. Yeah, like honestly. However, we have some new casting news. Or rather, it's old casting news. Because Gerard Butler, who was the voice of Stoic the Vast, Hiccup's dad, in the originals, is going to be reprising the role in live action. Oh, really? To which I say, holy shit, that was Gerard Butler? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Why don't I pay attention to anime? <laughs> oh, that should be fun. <laughs> to be fair, I I did watch those ages ago. So, mm. I don't know. Fair. I still don't remember who voices Hiccup. Oh, uh, let me look that up for Jay you. Jay Baruchel. Baruchel? Holy shit, Astrid is America Ferreira! Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. Jonah Hill was... Th- Where have I been? <laughs> Not here, apparently. Oh, man, okay, this has been revelatory. Mm-hmm. Anyways, How to Train Your Dragon. Apparently, it's set to come out June 13th, 2025. Oh, boy. Yeah, get me a trailer. I need to see how these dragons look before I get excited. Honestly, yeah, that's going to be the main thing. It's like, how how bad... Are the CGI dragons? Because yeah, I'm not expecting them to be, to be great. In all honesty, so with the care that went into the animated movies, I got to imagine they're going to do something similar with the live action. But what do I know? Yeah, well, here's to hoping at, at least. Yeah. How uh, are they going to give a different title though? Because Gerard Butler's not that big, so I don't know about calling him the Vast. Hmm. <laughs> vast the Stampede. Love and peace. <laughs> someday I'm gonna finish that show. Some, oh, I mean, someday I'll finish the new Trigun. He's <laughs> gonna like finish Cowboy Bebop. So, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I love the, the show's music too much to not finish it. Yeah. Here's one that I was really hoping we were never gonna hear anything about again. Oh, God. The Minecraft movie. I forgot that was happening. <laughs> I bet you also forgot Jason Momoa was leading it. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> well, I've got more God news on that front, because apparently whatever Jason Momoa's lead character is, it's not Steve. Because, according to Deadline, Jack Black is Steve. What? Yeah. The, why? Uh, what? Uh, okay, okay, sure. The, the existence of this movie is already confusing enough as it so, is. So, I'm gonna guess Jason Momoa is gonna be the human who gets sucked to the Minecraft world and ends up forming <laughs> a brotherly bond with Steve. The human who gets isekai in the Minecraft. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Jack Black, Jason Momoa, buddy comedy. Yeah, yeah, that... you know, that sounds like fun. <laughs> that sounds like fun until you add in Minecraft to it. Mm. <laughs> and then it just you know what? Y- y- yeah, even more so. It's like, I, c- I would be 100% behind a Jason Momoa, Jack Black comedy duo 
It doesn't need to be in fucking Minecraft, though. There's, like, so many other possibilities there. What if you cast Jason Momoa in a Kung Fu Panda movie? Mm. That could work. Nope, that that could work, yeah. Oh, now, now I'm sad that's not what we're getting. Mm. <laughs> Can't believe... <laughs> right. How did they get these people for fucking Minecraft? <laughs> money. <laughs> lots and lots of money. <laughs> I guess, to be fair, the Minecraft movie is probably going to do great because all the kids are going to be like, Mom, I want to go see it. Oh. Ooh, I don't know if I would be able to tolerate... Not that I hate kids, of course, but it's like, I don't know if I'd be able to tolerate going to that showing. <laughs> oh, look, it could be worse. They could make a Roblox movie. Don't... Don't give them ideas. What have I spoken in a potential existence? Because oh. <laughs> you know someone will be like, yo, we can make this work. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's like, don't give them that. And Roblox, well, apparently Roblox started in 2006, so it's been around long enough to where we're being like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> I'm going to get away from this wretched thought. <laughs> apparently. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I didn't. I... <laughs> I <laughs> I just <laughs> looked with the class. So I just looked up like Roblox on Wikipedia just to make sure no one's making a Roblox movie right. And oh, then no, in, what did you find? And, and then I'm not gonna deep dive e deep into it, especially since I haven't actually read the subheading. But under the reception and revenue subheading, one of the topics is extremism. And I don't wanna think about that in all honesty. <laughs> In the words of Hercule Poirot, we shall continue. Yes, indeed. <laughs> As of last Tuesday, mm -hmm. James Wan's Atomic Monster Banner and Jason Blum's Blumhouse have closed a deal to merge with each other. Mm. They are apparently going to work as separate labels and retain creative independence, so I'm not fully sure how this works. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, at least, but hey. I guess it means pooling resources. Hmm. Which makes sense, because Blumhouse... Atomic Monster doesn't do bad, as I understand it, but Blumhouse is really, really good at cranking out profitable horror movies. Right. Because they know how to keep the budget under control and make them engaging enough that it really doesn't matter if not a lot of people go see them, just as long as enough people see them. Right. I'm pretty sure Fantasy Island did decent. Let me check. <laughs> this is the first time I've thought of Fantasy Island, though. <laughs> Welcome to Fantasy want. Island type Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby! Yeah, $7 million budget, $49 million box office. Oh yeah, no, that movie's doing That's did a $7 fine. million dollar budget movie if ever I've seen one. Oh yes. <laughs> and that's with Michael Peña. <laughs> oh man. Hmm. No, so this is interesting, because they're both good at what they do. Okay. And I guess, theoretically, they could just get better. Hmm. In the sense of, maybe Atomic Monster can get some of Blumhouse's resources to crank out more releases, which is something that Blum actually pointed out during November, when the deal was first announced to be potentially in the works. Mm-hmm. Potentially concerning, there's a three-way ownership involved here. It's split by Blum, who's the majority owner, James Wan, and Comcast. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts a little bit. Yeah. I assume somebody had to oversee it, but... Uh, yeah, 100%. Apparently, that merging does mean that the first-look deal with Universal that Blumhouse has also expands to Atomic Monster. Hmm. So that's neat. That's one benefit. Not necessarily guaranteed distribution, but potentially greater ease of distribution. Right. I guess we'll just have to see how this pans out. Yeah, definitely curious about what collaborative movies, if any, come from it as well. Yeah. I'm not overly fond of mergers on the whole, and this is no exception, but it's also small-scale enough that it could be beneficial to both and not actively fuck anyone over. Right. I'm probably being too optimistic with that, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, as I say, this is corporate Hollywood we're talking about, so... Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, Thunderbolts has had a surprise cast exit. Oh, boy. Uh, Stephen Young, who was set to play the Sentry, has exited the movie, unfortunately. Mm. Apparently, it's scheduling conflicts. Unfortunate. Yeah, I guess with the strike pushing back Thunderbolts' production, 
He's got some other obligations that have to be done. He has said mm. he still wants to do a Marvel movie, and also said, it took a lot of drafts on email to make sure that I conveyed the sincerity of how sorry I was to have to back out. Mm. He was also asked what Marvel movie he'd like to work on in the future, and replied, I think it's too early to say that. I probably pissed off too many people leaving, so I'm just gonna say thank you for having me. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know if this means they're gonna recast the Sentry, or they're just gonna write him out. Hmm. Seems a little late in the game to write him out. Yeah, yeah, they'd probably recast him if I had to guess. I, It's the thing of, like, if if it's really a thing of, oh, we're pissed at you because of that, it's like there were fucking strikes that kind of fucked everything up, guys. I don't think anybody's actually pissed. Oh, okay. I hope not. I hope not. If, that, if they are, that's kind of some BS. Well, okay, I hope nobody who matters is pissed because I did see at least one headline that was like, did Steven Young drop out of Thunderbolts to star in an indie rom-com? It's like, why are you saying that like it fucking matters? The man had prior obligations, and, yeah. you know, big companies refusal to play ball and pay their fucking people meant nothing was getting done, so, whoops. Sorry, yeah. Thunderbolts. Yeah, it's, it's just, unfortunately, it's this crazy thing called professionalism. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. My god. Mm. And then, in, in a last little bit of news that I have... According to MCU executive producer Brad Winderbaum, mm-hmm. Daredevil is apparently canon to the broader MCU. The Netflix one? Yeah. Uh, 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 is it just Daredevil, or do the other ones count? Because Daredevil I... does show up in the other ones, guys. <laughs> I don't know. He was asked, when talking with Screen Rant, how the Netflix show may or may not factor into Echo when it comes to being canon. He said... I can say that up until this point, we've been a little bit cagey about what's sacred timeline, what's not sacred timeline. That was born of, frankly, a period at the studio where we were like, we have to stick the landing with the vendors. It was another Mm. part of the company developing the Netflix stuff. We were aware of what they were doing. They were aware of what we were doing. Okay, no, no, they weren't. But there was a lot to balance anyway. That's a total lie. (laughs) Season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. begs to fucking differ. Yeah, (laughs) I I was going to say, like, what? Just like, did you see what happened with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? (laughs) Brad, don't you fucking lie to me like that. I thought we were friends. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Anyways. The gall. (laughs) Right, Right to my face. He also added, but now that some time has passed, now that we see actually how well integrated the stories are, the the, the Avengers Tower isn't even in that. <laughs> oh, I think that I, personally, Brad Winterbaum, would be confident in saying it is part of the sacred timeline. Good for you. So, as I was gonna say, I I like how he said him personally, so it's like, if I'm wrong, the heat comes on me and so not Marvel as a whole. So, Feige can say, no, it ain't. Yeah, it's like, I get the heat, not the company as a whole. <laughs> Ugh. I think the thing that gets me about this is it's like, oh, that's cool. Would have been real nice to have that reflected in the official timeline book you just published that has, like, one mention of Daredevil, and it's from when he showed up in goddamn She-Hulk. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm. Right? <laughs> he got to do the morning after walk. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wait, did you not see that? No. <laughs> oh, fuck, man! We gotta show you She-Hulk! I know, I know. God, I'm so bad about the Marvel shows, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it! No, they have good chemistry, it's fucking spicy. Well, it's like I remember seeing a thing, I, I was upset that I got spoiled on it, but I do remember seeing a thing that Daredevil does show up, and it's like, ah, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, honestly, that's the part that pisses me off. Like, okay, you want Daredevil to be canon? Fine. I, I'll i be a little cheesed if Iron Fist is canon, but, but hey, whatever. <laughs> but... I'm... Yeah, c- continue. <laughs> but it's mostly just, okay, why does your fucking timeline book that I paid not a huge amount for, but, you know, I spent money on it, why does that not reflect everything if you if you said it was the whole fucking timeline? Yeah. Come on! I mean, the ones I would be more interested, not so much because because I like the characters, even though I do like the characters, but much more so how they would integrate it in, given what happens, would be Jessica Jones and Punisher, especially Punisher. Oh, I want Luke Cage. Ooh, that's right. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure Mike Coulter wouldn't come back, because I think he's busy with other stuff, and he seemed pretty de- pretty decently alright with closing the book on it. Mm. But Luke Cage is pretty alright. Luke Cage is pretty good, and I'm disappointed in myself for having not that not be one of the first things that popped out of my mouth. Now, Iron Fist, uh, okay. No. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
it, it, it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like they just took everything that made Iron Fist good. Well, okay, not everything, but they took a lot of things that made Iron Fist good and then gave it to Shang-Chi for the MCU because he's got the mystical kung fu and the dragons and mm. whatnot. Right, right, yeah. But to be fair, that's also kind of Shang-Chi, but Shang-Chi's also got a thing where usually he's just a really good martial artist and doesn't have a lot of mystical powers, but they gave him the Ten Rings. So I feel like in a lot of ways, they've kind of shifted that Iron Fist feel. Well, I shouldn't say mm. shifted, because the Iron Fist show didn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> but they've kind of you they've kind of slotted Shang-Chi into that niche. But I will say, the one thing Shang-Chi doesn't have that Iron Fist does... Mm-hmm. is the bromance with Luke Cage. Fair. I want it. I demand it. That's actually the best parts with Finn Jones' Danny Rand are the bits where he's interacting with Luke Cage. Right. Just, oh, so Hiddig's okay now. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I guess that means maybe Bullseye will come back. Oh, God, we could get Bullseye back. Uh, is he going to throw another baseball at somebody? Or, <laughs> From around, or the <laughs> around the corner. Around the corner. <laughs> Hits Daredevil in the face. Oh, from downtown! <laughs> I remember watching that scene, and what got me about it was not just the stupidity of the throw, but how it was supposed to be. It's during, in the middle of a very tense, or what's supposed to be tense fight scene of moderately dramatic music playing, and it's just like, baseball! It's like, oh, no, guys. Nah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I like you just, Bullseye. You... <laughs> but if Daredevil Season 3 taught me anything, it's that you can't do Bullseye in live action and have it not look fucking silly. Yeah. That bit where he just underhands a pistol and hits someone in the face as he's walking away. It's like, <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. Yeah, it's like, there's... That wouldn't even kill him! No. <laughs> you stupid moron. His toe does 99 points of damage. <laughs> ah, what? Yeah, that showed you, huh? That was a minor inconvenience. <laughs> I know a gun to the face would actually be more than a minor inconvenience, even if it doesn't yeah. go off. But it's still like, that. it's not going to fucking kill him. I don't care how hard you threw it. Right. You underhanded it. <laughs> Weird. Indeed. Let's go to trailer time. Let's do trailer time. It's trailer time again. We've got movie previews to watch. It's trailer time again. We got the first trailer for The First Omen. Lame. Yeah, it's like, I I, I don't know. Part of my brain was going, part of it is like, this looks neat, but it also does not look enticing in any capacity at the same time. All you've got is reversing the footage, huh? That's it? That's all you got? You know what's bad? It's like, alright, so we're doing the Far Side movie trailer edition. (laughs) For those who don't know, there is a particular drop by the Far Side is actually, if you watch the music video and listen to the beat of it, it's actually recorded in reverse. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Gary Larson comic. No. (laughs) (laughs) Now I I guess I have to read this now. (laughs) Chow tools. (laughs) No, um, I, I, I don't give a shit about this. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I, I assume that the rewinding is supposed to be, uh, uh we're, we're returning to the origin point, which, mm. does that mean we're gonna watch the devil get it on with a jackal? Because I don't wanna know. Yeah, I, I, th- that seems a little like hide your kids, hide your wife type of situation there. <laughs> yeah, this is, this looks... Bad. I don't even know if I've seen the first omen and it's in... The original Omen. Wow, I can't say the first Omen anymore because this, I don't know if I've seen the original in full. I think I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing. Right. Is that the one where a priest gets electrocuted? I think so? Hold on. Oh, Richard Donner directed this? Fuck! What, this new one? No, the first one. Richard Donner's ah. dead, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> or close, he's very old. Right. Yeah, he died two years ago. Ah. Rest in peace, so sorry to hear that. Indeed. You brought us still the best Superman movie we've ever had. <laughs> Back in 1978. Hell yeah. Uh. So, this is a infuriating series of names, because it's like The Omen, and then there was 2006's The Omen, and there were also, between that and, between those two movies, there were three other Omen movies, but the 2006 movie is the remake, and now 2024 is going to give us the first Omen. And it's like, alright, I, I kind of hate that now. Just a little bit. <laughs> okay, it wasn't it wasn't a priest get electrocuted. He got killed by a falling lightning rod. I was close. 
I feel like that's close enough. <laughs> I was close. It's just kinetic instead of electric at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Damien Omen 2. Damien Omen, yes. A.K.A. Where's My Money, Damien? <laughs> oh, man. Damien Thorne, who has a real... Oh, okay. Oh, I guess that he's a recurring character and recurring antagonist in the Omen franchise. And he's the Antichrist or something. Oh, <laughs> sure. That's the whole point of the Omen, I'm pretty sure. Eh, fair. We also got what I presume is a final trailer for Lisa Frankenstein, a.k.a. my current most anticipated movie this year. Yeah! <laughs> I love everything about this. Yeah, it's like, I, I love this. I can't necessarily make total heads or tails of what's going on, but it looks dumb as hell and cute as hell, so I'm all for it. It looks like what all of Tim Burton's fans think a Tim Burton movie is like. <laughs> and I include myself in that. Right. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm also burning myself. Aww. <laughs> I hate his Alice in Wonderlands, though. I hate them so fucking much. I don't remember if I've ever seen any of them. Also, Dumbo. I will never... How the fuck? Oh, that's How the fuck, flying right? fuck are you gonna say Tim Burton's directing a live-action remake of Dumbo and it doesn't have the pink elephants? That's the most yeah. Burton thing in that goddamn movie! And I know yeah. they were in it. I know there was a brief thing with a bubble, with a pink bubble in the shape of an elephant. It doesn't, it doesn't count! <laughs> I want the weird acid trip sequence as directed by Tim Burton. Thank you very much. I want the real shit. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. Into my veins. Straight. Yeah, right. Uncut. What was I talking Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> no, this looks, this looks distressingly sweet for how utterly depraved it is. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's so cute. They just murdered at least one person. <laughs> yeah, but at least one of them was awful, it sounds like. Yeah, but... That hand was gonna do terrible things. Fair, but... Murder. <laughs> yeah, but... Well, I don't know. I guess it does depend on the context a little bit, isn't it? It's like, hmm, I wonder what the terrible things those the hand would have done at that point. I have the cure. Hmm. Oh, hmm. no, not, not for you. I can't fix you, but it can make you feel better emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of adorable. I could get jail or the electric chair, but god, I don't want to die a virgin. <laughs> Dead <laughs> boyfriend sighs. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was a, a sigh or a grunt of disgust. <laughs> I thought that was a side eye. Mm. Like, just a... What? Right. <laughs> I, I like that apparently... The more body parts they get, I, I guess it's, they, they also, like, rejuvenate him with body parts from other people, and that makes him look less directly corpse-like, mm. if I understand it correctly, so that looks neat. Oh, yeah, that that was kind of cool, because, like, during the tail end of the trailer, especially when he got his hand back, it's like, you look, well, not better, but less dead. No better. You look a lot less dead. <laughs> less dead is better. Uh, fair. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't like how noncommittal you were to that. I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, alright, less dead is better, but you still have the aura of being very fucking dead. <laughs> At least it's not the dead don't die. Mm, oh my god, that was... What a fucking letdown that was. Man, that movie is genuinely one of the biggest letdowns. Ever. And if someone's probably hearing this thing, it's like, of all the movies, you see this, like, yes. Because when I saw the trailer, I was promised great things with... The cast and the premise and the music and everything, I was promised great things. And I was given bad, on-your-nose, full-of-it messaging and a very unfunny movie. The funniest thing about the movie, honestly, is Adam Driver going everywhere in a fucking smart car. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty and, good. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. We only have like a month until this movie comes out now. Oh, yeah. So... Oh, wow, I'm going to have to have a new favorite for the rest of the year. <laughs> Not favorite, new most anticipated very early in. Oh, yeah. This is just, I, I can't believe this is so much of what I'm looking for in a movie, but <laughs> somehow it is. I mean, it looks like a good time. Yep, yep. I mean, I, I'm honestly surprised when I did my most anticipated list for Letterboxd that Deadpool 3 didn't make it on, but also, like, I'm just not attached to the Fox stuff, so right. I don't care. That's that's fair. Anyways, let, let's move on, because we also got a trailer for Marmalade. Yeah, I don't know. So, 
first and foremost, I'm disappointed in myself because I don't know either of these actors. So when I was watching this trailer, I thought I was looking at the mail. I was like, that's not Andrew Garfield, is it? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you can see where I would think that, though, right? Like, I don't... I could see him being Andrew Garfield, like, ten years ago. Yeah, that's the thing that Wait got a minute. me. It's like... Shit! No, I couldn't. More like 15, because Andrew Garfield was in the first Amazing Spider-Man ten years ago. <laughs> Actually, 12! Uh, uh... <laughs> We're old. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was a... Oh, that was a decade ago. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, but no, I was just like, when I was watching, I was like, did they, like, de-age Andrew Garfield for this trailer? Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> no, apparently that's Joe Keery. Mm. Oh, he's in Stranger Things! Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. I forget which one that is, because I've only seen, like, a season and a half, I think. Yeah, I have not watched a lot of Stranger Things at all, so... Oh, wait! Is he? Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Hold on a minute. Hold on one cotton-picking minute. Oh, he's the guy who got with the he's the guy who got with the developer girl and free guy. Oh, oh neat. Oh, oh now you look a lo- okay. Okay, yeah, there we there we go. That's that explains it. That explains it a lot. Very good. All right, now this looks interesting. I could stand for it to be a little zanier, I guess, but yeah, yeah, no, I I can understand that. It certainly looks like it's going to be full of drama and suspense. <laughs> and I yeah. do like me a good heist. Yeah, it's like seems to be some kind of like nineteen eighties Bonnie and Clyde retelling almost. Definitely has those vibes, except one's a hapless buffoon. Hmm. Who's just lovestruck, I guess. Right. Also that's Hawkman, his uh his, his cellmate, Aldous Hodge, that's that's Hawkman. Oh really? Heroes don't kill people. I worked for Amanda Waller. <laughs> <laughs> sound effect meme would be for any character, it would be for this man. It's like, heroes don't kill anybody. Amanda Waller pops up. Bruh! Oh man, I, I hate how much this trailer time has been me talking about other movies, but... <laughs> no, I, I, do, I do really like the masks that they use. That's a clever touch, having the multiple oh, faces, oh, yeah. so all it's gonna do is disorient people so they can't give a good description anyway. Yeah, no, the the masks are honestly were really done well done and really clever. I do enjoy the car choices in this as well. Yeah, I bet you honest. would. Yeah, and also she's clearly crazy. She is very crazy. It's it's is it bad that part of my brain was going? It's like for this level of crazy, I would expect Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, it's like I don't feel like I'm wrong for saying that. <laughs> oh, who is she in the new Death Wish? Hmm. What? Oh, she's the daughter. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah, she's the daughter who ends up in a coma in the Death Wish with Bruce Willis. That was a bad movie. <laughs> but I don't remember her in it, so she's probably fine. Right. So I think that wraps up trailer time. Yeah, I would say so. Let's go to the new streamlined box office. Indeed. We did not see the highest grossing movie this weekend, as far as I can tell. I was just say it's like, I feel like it wouldn't even be fucking close. <laughs> well, the reason I say it's not as far as I can tell... Is that the box office performance for this film still hasn't been reported, apparently. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so this could be literally anywhere. Hmm. But I doubt it's number one, because number one was... <laughs> it's a fucking Wonka again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be that than Aquaman. I know yeah, we had nope. a whole thing... I know we had a whole thing before we started talking about this, about how we... we don't need to make it a contest, but it's like, no, but I would rather uh, Wonka than Aquaman take number one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Aquaman, I think, is doing... No, Aquaman's still not doing as good domestic or worldwide either, so... But anyways, mm. the point is, Wonka took in $14 million domestically this weekend. It's sitting at $164.3 million domestic. $467.8 million worldwide. It is probably... Oh, okay, it's almost certainly, I think going to surpass Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania to get on the top 10 highest grossing movies that were released in 2023. It might beat Elemental, since Elemental was at, like, 496 or something. Hmm, okay. I mean, it was good. It was good, much to your chagrin. <laughs> I hate how much I liked it. <laughs> Come a little closer. 
<laughs> I'm just it's like, me with wa- me talking to the movie Wonka. Come a little closer. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 you you can't fall for this again. Oh my god, you (laughs) fell for it again. Oh, the Knicks lose again. (laughs) Actually, though, uh, I saw second place, though, because it was Night Swim. Okay. 11.79 million domestically and in total, $17.7 million worldwide on a $15 million budget. Oof. So, uh, it's probably gonna make its money back. I'd assume. Fair, just not a just not a huge profit, at least. No, but it's Blumhouse, baby, so all they care about is it, it did a profit. Mm, fair. And in fact, I think this is the, uh... Yeah, this is the first movie to be released after them merging, obviously, because, mm. well, that just happened on Tuesday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Last Tuesday, if you're listening to this as soon as it comes out. If you are, thank you. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. And share with your friends. Yeah, that's the important part. If you're watching this, odds are you might already be subscribed, but your friends might not be. So so make them subscribe. <laughs> yeah, point, point, point them at us. Yeah, exactly. Point us at them, I don't know, whichever way you want to go about it. Mm. You should probably start with Night Swim, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, you saw that one, so I... <laughs> cause yeah. Because I, I still think it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> it, it wasn't not. <laughs> so tell me about night swim <laughs> yeah like i said uh produced by blumhouse and atomic monster it is about a family who are looking for a new house the dad played by wyatt russell is a retired baseball player who has ms and all of this is definitely not taking part in a glorified u-haul commercial no absolutely not okay <laughs> oh actually um, no, I guess it makes sense to start with the... <laughs> it's like, no! No, I was like, are we gonna get, like, Sonic the Movie levels of product placement? Is that what you're about to tell no, me? No, <laughs> no, I was gonna say, technically speaking, this isn't where the movie starts, but this is a description of the movie. So, okay. they they find a house that has a pool, and they decide <laughs> okay. to they decide to go with that house, because it's a little more friendlier, and it has a pool, which means it could also be good for water therapy for the dad, who, again, mm. is played by Wyatt Russell. And, uh, Carrie Condon is the wife. Okay. She is, she is simultaneously too good for this movie, but also not doing good enough for this movie. Okay. By which I mean, part of the problem with this movie is that Mm -hmm. it's a movie about a haunted pool, and it takes itself way more seriously than it ought to. Right. This is a proper bad January release, you know? It's not like, (laughs) Megan was a pleasant surprise. And part of that is because Megan realizes talking robot doll movie, kind of fucking silly. And it leans into that. Here, on the other hand, everybody seems to, almost everybody, seems to be doing the Michael Caine school of Muppet Christmas Carol treat the whole thing as seriously as a train wreck. Only it doesn't work because the Muppets aren't there. (laughs) Alrighty. There are some side characters who are entertainingly weird, like a mm. really awful real estate agent who just keeps stammering on about stuff and is bad at her job and doesn't divulge important stuff. And mm. I think it was Ben Sinclair as a pool tech who is going on about. He does this long rambling thing about water, and I, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it here. But it's <laughs> now you listen here, young man. Water. Water bad. <laughs> no, it's a, it's not like that, but it's just a, oh, oh man, okay. it's a thing. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the pool's haunted. Pool's closed. I don't really know what else to say about it that doesn't count as a spoiler beyond... Y- you know what? Okay, I guess it's not a spoiler to say the dad... Actually, so the dad's condition is improving as he swims in the pool. Hmm. He's not just doing well, he's actively getting better at a very accelerated rate. But it becomes very clear that not all is well with this. And the rest of the mm. family is slowly coming to grips with that and trying to figure out what to do. And it's just, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> it's just, let me check my notes real quick. What do I got? <laughs> uh, terrible real estate agent underlined twice. <laughs> okay. It's exposition all the way down. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the start of this movie is straight exposition. It's just just oh, a bunch of talking about... Pools. No, it's like, just Carrie Condon's character talking about her husband's condition with the real estate agent and his 
and his former baseball career. When they're in the hospital early on, they talk about, like, I mean, it would be nice to actually settle down and have roots since we keep having to move with you being traded and all. It's like, yeah, I get it. He plays baseball. Shut the fuck up. We, we know he plays baseball professionally. Nothing scary really happens in this. Hmm. So it's more on the thriller side then? No. That would require <laughs> okay. it to be thrilling. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Look, as I've said, I grade horror movies on a very generous curve. On a on a bit of a bell curve. It's very hard for a horror movie to fail my should you see it. <laughs> it's hard for the for a horror movie to fail the Cody curve. <laughs> yeah, because there's usually something. And there's a couple of things here and there. And it's it's not the longest thing in the world. It's like an hour forty. So mm. in that spirit, I'm not gonna say don't watch it. But I will say there's other things to watch, which is kind of, that's kind of my horror don't see it. Yeah, it's like, it, I'm not going to tell you not to see it, but I will tell you that there are better uses of your time. <laughs> yeah. No, this gets really stupid, especially the explanation of what the pool is and what it does. The see, what's unfortunate about this is that hearing this, especially for, just from how much I hated the premise of it shown from the trailers because of how stupid it looks, this is unfortunately making me want to see this movie. <laughs> I think you're on your own. Yeah, I mean, it would be a thing where i just sit there and shit on it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll watch it again when it comes on streaming or something. Because mm. I'm probably not going to do a spoiler section come to think of it because you haven't seen it, but... Let's see. I mean, the, I mean, the, you can. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the only real point where it feels like somebody's cutting loose... There's a couple points where it feels like Wyatt Russell is maybe about to cut loose. Mm. This movie actually tries to turn Marco Polo into something sinister. I... So, I mean, we saw that in the trailer, and that's the point where I just went, this is fucking stupid. Oh, it comes back <laughs> in a different way. But Does it now? <laughs> my thing is, there's a couple points where you feel like they're gonna let Wyatt Russell off the leash... Mm. But he never goes full Jack Torrance, and it was thinking that that made me realize, oh, this is kind of just The Shining, but with a but with a pool instead of a hotel, and also no psychic powers. Hmm. Huh. Is there a gushing like river of blood? Not of blood. Oh, ah, oh, well, man, I feel disappointed in hearing that because there's like, a point okay, where the dad reaches into the drain at the bottom of the pool and cuts his hand, and then it just starts spewing out this like gross black and brown liquid. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hmm. Turns out the pool has a natural spring under it or something. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So does that mean that they've, they've become Ponce de Leon and their pool is the Fountain of Youth? Not quite, but you're closer than <laughs> you're closer than I'd like. <laughs> Alright, I hate this movie. <laughs> I, I'll give the movie some minor props, though. Mm. They did have the balls to have a scene where something really bad happens in broad daylight. Okay. Yeah, so I'll give them props for that. It's about, like, end of second act kind of thing. Mm. And then the third act just kind of throws it out the window because it all gets excessively silly. The, the apparent powers this pool has to continue exerting its influence over people and to keep people from wising up or doing anything about it. But nobody's having any fun with it except Wyatt Russell on a couple points. And again, they just don't let him off the hook. He's just kind of restrained. Mm. This is the kind of movie where somebody should be, like, chewing up the scenery, screaming at the top of their lungs, you know? Like, pools open! <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, boy. I should be getting real B-movie vibes, where not B-movie with Jerry Seinfeld, B the letter grade movie. <laughs> Although I guess B-movie is, in and of itself, kind of a B-movie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and you can take that however you like. Right. Why does that even matter? Why did I write this down? What did you write down? Christian and Swim Club seem diametrically opposed. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, right. There's a. It doesn't amount to anything, but uh, it amounts to... Okay. There's a bit really early on where the teenage daughter gets invited to join Christian Swim Club by this guy. And I'm like... Christian feel, Swim Club. Right? Right? Because it's not a Christian <laughs> school as far as I know. So it's like... <laughs> so... It's a, it's a, it's a club where a bunch of teenagers get in swimsuits around each other, and it's Chris. Yeah, no, that's. Oh, this is so creepy. That, <laughs> this is so not cool. 
No, I mean, it's a, it, it's a thing of, like, you know the teenagers are using this as an excuse to check each other out and not have their parents yeah. get mad. I didn't even think about it from the perspective of somebody's got a chaperone, but we never actually see the swim club do anything, so it doesn't come up. Okay, sure. <laughs> a lot of stuff doesn't come up in this movie. The movie sets out some rules near the end for the for, for the pool, but the pool's already violated those rules, or at least come very close to it, so it's it, it's a mm. mess. It's kind of a fucking mess. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a modern-day movie, and somebody brings a jello mold to a fucking party. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> it's like, do you think that Black Sabbath was in dire straits when they let go of Ozzy Osbourne? Who's Black Sabbath? All right, get the, get the fuck, fuck off, off my, my property. property. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this wasn't great. I think I'll just leave it at that. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> no, no. So in, in that spirit, I guess um, you, you could see it. <laughs> but there's better uses of your time. <laughs> you, could also, you could also stick your hand down a pool drain, but I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, yeah, no. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, well, that was a proper January horror movie. Where <laughs> <laughs> were you saying that January horror movies are typically pretty shit? So. Yeah, they're usually bad. Megan was a glowing exception. Right. And I say that as somebody who, it didn't make my favorite ten, but it was still good. <laughs> Let's move on to some other woman. Phrasing. <laughs> no! <laughs> Man, this, this movie is just, it's not even, like, unfortunately named on purpose. That's the best part about it. It's a fitting title, it just makes it really awkward unless you specify the movie, <laughs> Some Other Woman. Yeah, because it's like, cause to give a small caveat, both me and Cody work in the same building, basically, and he came out to confirm plans, and me, with my, with my manager right next to me, he's just like, Oh yeah, so we're still good to see this, right? And it's like, oh, what are you guys gonna see? And he's like, some no, other woman. No, I specifically woman. said, are you still good to see some other woman tonight? Uh, yeah, it's like, are you I good to see some other, woman at, <laughs> some other woman at 6.30? And it's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that can be really bad for someone who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a... This movie is a psychological thriller, is the genre description I have seen. Mm-hmm. And... It doesn't have a Wikipedia article, so I don't have as easy access to information yeah, about no, who You know what? It. I was actually so... Oh, God almighty. I was looking for the, a Wikipedia article for this because, as awful as it sounds, I was trying to, like, read the synopsis um, out because, like... Uh, you thought you were going to be able to figure out what was going on from Wikipedia. Well, nobody's going to know. Yeah, it's just, like, I need something to help me with this movie. And it's like, fuck, there's no Wikipedia entry for this. <laughs> I think you're overthinking it, man. I don't know what to tell you. And that's weird I... coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in the goddamn Twilight Zone with this movie. Because between you and the internet, it seems like everybody hates this movie. Nobody gets what's going on. I don't get what's going on either. But I'm just throwing my hands up and I'm just like, man, whatever. It was a fun ride. I, I don't fucking so... care. I don't understand what's going on, but I think I have an idea of what the movie's trying to accomplish. Oh no, I understand the message entirely, and I want to save that for spoilers, because I feel like that kind of gives away what happens at the end, if you say what it is. Right. But, uh, you know what, let's get into the premise, I guess. Yeah. So, Eve is living with her husband, it was Peter, right? Yeah, I was going to say, Eve was living her, with her husband, who was very disappointingly not named Adam. You're right. That is yeah. maybe a little disappointing, but that probably would have been... I don't even <laughs> want to say on the nose, because it wouldn't have had anything to do with anything. Mm. So, they live They live on this tropical island, right on the beach. Peter's in some kind of... I don't know, what is it, a real estate company, you think? Yeah, kind of, I couldn't... I'm going to say real estate. Some kind of office sales or something? Yeah. I have no idea what he does. Mm. That's probably part of the point. I don't know. Maybe you were supposed to be able to infer it. Right. Anyways, she used to be a cafe singer back in Rhode Island, which Peter talked shit about and uh, instantly gained my enmity. <laughs> it's like, so how'd you feel about that? <laughs> no comment, but I hate him. <laughs> I hate him and she could do better. Right. So she's feeling, I don't know what you call it, mm. a level of unsatisfaction. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I would say that. I would say that's She's accurate. feeling a little trapped. Right. And then, another woman, not quite the same appearance as her, but similar, just randomly appears, and then just starts kind of gradually forcing her way into Eve's life, but not in the sense of constantly hanging around, in the sense of actually supplanting Eve, it seems like. 
And you're kind of yeah. left to watch her try to figure out what's going on. Is she crazy? Has she been imagining this the whole time? Is she the imposter trying to force her way into people's lives? Mm-hmm. And the movie just kind of goes from there. Yeah. Takes a bit to get going, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes a long-ass time for it to get get somewhere. So, what's interesting about this is that, because this is also a relatively short movie, it's only like, what, an hour 25? Something like that. I think an yeah, hour 26? It, yeah, it's... Either way. It's a short movie, but it, for me, at least, it fe- felt very wheel-spinny for at least half of it. Because there's also, a, there's a point um, that's happening within that first half that is a major driving force in the movie for, like, that entire first half, but I don't know if it's a spoiler to talk about it. Hmm. Say it, I'll cut it if it is. So the thing that's kind of getting everything going as well is the fact that Eve and Peter are trying to get pregnant. No, I think that's not a spoiler. Oh, okay, yeah. So a lot of the first portion of the movie is centered around Eve trying to get pregnant, talking about being pregnant, thinking that she's pregnant. I feel like it's better to say Eve's trying to get pregnant. Peter doesn't really seem to care. Or rather, he espouses that he cares... But, but he doesn't fully care. It seems like he cares because she cares. Yeah. Yeah, he cares because it makes her happy. Yeah. So He's one of those. <laughs> That's going to be important later. Yes, it is important later, and it's also the thing of, like, you know who you are. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, kind of back and forth on that as well, because I guess it's also an exploration of the island and an exploration of Eve trying to figure out what she really, truly wants without getting any kind of satisfactory answer. So, which is fine, but it's also one of those things where, for me, that kind of felt like it made the movie... It felt like it was going on a little bit longer than it needed to for me, personally. See, I feel like the slow burn is important for establishing what Eve's situation is like. Hmm. And I feel like it becomes very important once the message of the movie becomes apparent, which I can't really talk about without getting into spoiler territory, which is unfortunate. Suffice to say, I came out of this movie feeling confused, but with a sense of, I don't care that I don't understand, because I understand, (laughs) in the sense of, I understand what the movie is going for in terms of its message, so the mechanism by which it conveys that message ultimately doesn't really matter. And I don't usually no. feel that way about movies. No, and and that's why I laugh, because it's like, this is once again a weird Twilight Zone thing, because usually that's how I react to, to weird movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's usually like... much more generous with movies than I am. Usually I'm just yeah. like, nah, man, I don't understand it. <laughs> Fucking lame. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like I, it's like. It's like, I the movie ends, and I'm like, I have no idea what I just watched. And you're like, I had a good time. It's like, wait, what? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Did Are we in this movie now? Are we some other man? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Lightyear, Lightyear doesn't feel like a Buzz Lightyear movie from the 90s. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deal with it. This movie, that no, was fine. I liked it. <laughs> I might even watch it again by choice. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't need to be clockwork oranges into a seat. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would watch it again in theaters, but I would watch it again. Just be like, all right, I've seen this movie once. Will I have a better idea what's going on if I watch it a second time? <laughs> I think one of the important parts is it's proper suspenseful once the actual oh, yeah. plot gets going. Once things are kickstarted in motion and this, oh, and yeah. this second woman starts appearing, then it's like, okay, this is actually, this is properly uncomfortable. Yeah, and that and that is, I would say, kind of the best part of the movie overall is that when when the other woman pops up, things start getting really weird very quickly, and it becomes a thing of, oh, how deep is this going to go? Yeah, and the answer is very. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Yeah, like holy shit, that that part was just kind of thing of like, what the hell is going to happen next? <laughs> I'm really struggling to think of something else that's not a spoiler, mm. because. It genuinely, I feel like if I said what the underlying point is, it gives away what ultimately happens. So, I'm actually curious to see what your underlying point is, because I have an idea. I know you said you understand the message, but it's like, I think I have an idea of what it's supposed to be, but I but I also want to hear it from you just to make sure that I'm, to see if I'm completely insane as well. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I guess we should go into spoilers. 
Yeah, we can we can do spoilers. All right. Before we do that, I think it's worth a watch. Just don't expect any satisfying answers about the plot. It's one of those weird ones where I feel like there's there's definitely a lot of love and care put into this movie relative for what it is because pretty sure this is like an indie movie. Re- relatively speaking, like a full-length indie movie. Like, definitely not a huge budget or anything like that. But the suspense is honestly pretty good. The suspense element is pretty good. But don't be surprised if you're frustrated at a certain point with, like, what is, what's happening. <laughs> and I feel like part of that's intentional because it's echoing her frustration. Hmm. And her feeling of being lost. Oh, that's, that's, you know what? That's fair. But I, do, but I totally, I get where it doesn't gel. I'm just, I'm mostly just surprised it didn't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I have the patience for this one. Mm. So, if you don't want to get spoiled, for the movie Some Other Woman. <laughs> if you don't want to get spoiled by Some Other Woman, it's like. On Some I, Other what? Woman. <laughs> no, little John has not entered the chat. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate that I did that. <laughs> Even if I delete it, my shame is still there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep it. <laughs> or, no, I don't I'm... know, m- make it a cutout at the end or something like that. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty good. Just end on. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I got it in me, though. Anyways, if you don't want spoilers, hmm. make sure to click away in three, two, one. So, I feel like the really interesting thing about this movie is that by the end of, I guess you'd call it the second act, mm-hmm. or maybe it's the end of the third act and then there's just an extended epilogue? Right. No, I'd say third act. Mm-hmm. This other woman who seemingly just rose from the sea out of nowhere one night <laughs> right. has actually managed to completely supplant Eve's life. Yes. So now, as far as everybody else is concerned, she's married to Peter... She's actually pregnant, or maybe she just gets pregnant really quick after Eve disappears. Do you remember what her name is? Renata? Okay, it's like, yeah, I could not remember this woman's name at all. At least that's what Peter calls her at first. Hmm. I'd assume that's still her name, but I don't know for sure. Right. So, it is interesting to me that by by the end of the second act of Century, she actually has gotten what she wanted. And then it turns around and turns out, oh, actually, uh, she's kind of miserable too. Yeah, she's also miserable. <laughs> Whereas Eve was kind of doing her own thing and helping out at her husband's job reluctantly to help keep them afloat. Mm-hmm. Renata is more, on the surface at least, content to be a housewife, but with her own ambitions of what she wants to do. Only for yeah. Peter to keep shutting it down and honestly being a less passive-aggressive, much more aggressively unsupportive husband. <laughs> less passive-aggressive, more actually aggressive. At which point, Eve actually comes back and starts stalking Renata, turning it into a sort of full circle thing, and it might be a cycle? I'm not 100% clear on it? So, I feel like it's a cycle based on how the movie ends. A broken cycle by the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with some of the dialogue during, like, the ending bits. It's a thing of, like, okay, I think at some point these two became aware that it is a cycle. Yeah. So, getting to that, there's an interesting scene where Peter is drunkenly, or tipsily, I don't know, I don't know what level of intoxicated he's at, Mm -hmm. rambling about his relationship troubles with Renata to Eve, who he, I don't think, he definitely doesn't recognize that they were a thing, but he does recognize her as somebody he knows, I guess? Yeah. And they lean in like they're gonna kiss, and then she pulls away, and he goes, I thought this was what you wanted, and and she says... So did I. And then she starts walking away. And then Renata comes after her trying to kill her, saying that this doesn't work un- without her. Mm. So, what I see this as is that this whole thing is a representation of Eve trying over and over again to reconcile herself to a situation she's not happy with and convince herself that she's it is what she wants and that she's happy there. Mm. And the way I see it, yeah, maybe Renata's a mermaid or a ghost because they relate a whole thing about they relate a whole thing about a fisherman's wife who fell overboard during a storm and kept trying to find her way back even as he went looking for her. 
Right. So maybe she's the ghost. Maybe she's a mermaid. Maybe maybe Eve just has dissociative identity disorder portrayed really incorrectly. Yeah. Because there is a bit where when Renata's slashing at her with a knife, anything she does to Eve gets inflicted on her, implying the two are intrinsically linked. Right. Maybe Renata just represents a different mindset. Hmm. Maybe Renata is just a representation of Eve throwing herself into her relationship with Peter in its entirety and giving up on the idea of moving on and trying to do something with her life while also having it and devoting herself entirely to her relationship. Mm. But the important point is, at the end, she realizes that it's not worth it and it's not what she wants, and she just goes away and goes back to singing in cafes. Yeah, I'd say that's more or less kind of a similar conclusion that I reached, especially since at the end, if I remember correctly... Eve is back in the cafe bar on Rhode Island, and Renata is actually dead on the beach. I don't know if she was dead. I thought mm. it was more a case of, and maybe maybe I'm reading this one wrong, I thought that woman found Eve on the beach, and then she just left. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, that's that's true. I think that was Amanda Crew on the beach and not Ashley Green. Oh, okay. They do a good job making them similar enough at points where I have a hard time telling. Yeah, as I say, it's like, I am amazed that you remember these actresses' names. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at the cast list, so... Okay, I was gonna say... <laughs> Except the cast list uh, the cast list that I'm looking at on this website doesn't even have Tom Felton's name, so I'm real glad I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that was kind of more or less, for the most part, the same conclusion I reached. At a certain point, I realized, like, okay, so this is... After thinking on it, it was like, okay, so this is a cycle. The end is representative of... It, it's a cycle that's caused by trying to make this relationship work with Peter, it not working, and then something happening along the way that kind of also causes it to reach the breaking point, which I think is the whole bit of Peter meeting one of the women in the bar and having... Because it's implied that they had a one-night stand after getting drunk. So... Mm. Because at one point, when Eve is trying to figure out what the hell is going on, She's begging for Peter to let her back in the house because she walks in on Peter and Renata having sex. But Peter is like, who the fuck are you? Why are you stalking me? I, she's, Eve is distraught. It's like, I'm your wife. And Peter just goes, we had a one night stand and that was it. I'd never want to see you again. Yeah. So my thing is that because earlier in the movie as well, we see Renata who, before she starts taking over Peter's life, or not Peter's life, before she starts to... I mean, you could argue as much. Yeah. Before, <laughs> I mean, Peter's already taken over somebody else's, functionally, so... Yeah, before she starts taking over Eve's life, you do see a scene of her in a bar, looks like chatting it up with Peter. Right. So I think the whole bar portion is like the breaking point, more or less. And when Eve, during that scene, when Peter leans in to kiss her and goes... I thought you wanted this, and she goes, so was I. It's like, that's the point. It's like, all right, the cycle is now broken. Yeah. Because at a certain point, one of them, at seemingly Eve, realized, no, there's there's no way this is going to work. The life she had isn't a life worth fighting for. It's not what yeah. she wants to fight for. Yeah, exactly. It's, I feel like she just realized this isn't worth it. Neither of us are actually going to be truly happy. This is a dumbass cycle. There's no reason to keep this going. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... If I had to pick an explanation, I'm honestly of the mindset that there never was a second woman at all, there's no replacement. I don't even know if it's necessarily dissociative identity disorder. I think it might just be a case of, and obviously I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not really qualified to say. Right. I think it's just a case of her having some kind of weird psychotic break rationalizing herself until she's not happy in her life. Because ultimately speaking, there aren't a lot of consequences to anybody other than her, notably. Mm. Nobody else gets hurt, really. Nobody else dies. Nobody... It's all between Eve and Renata. So in right. that sense, I could see it as she imagined most of it. Most of the things she imagines going on between her or Renata or her and Peter is just, it's all her. And mm. in a lot of ways, who knows? Maybe, for example, when, when Peter doesn't recognize her, that's just a manifestation of you know when you have a well okay neither of us are married so but you know that <laughs> you know that thing where when, when somebody starts really having problems in a marriage somebody goes you're not the person i married yeah i think it's just that right i think it's just a manifestation and expression of that sentiment right at least if i had to pick something because the mm. 
the presence and then absence of the baby is really fucking throwing me. But if we assume that the entire thing was all in her head and that her inability to conceive is part of what's causing all of this stress, right. it's also her realizing that, oh shit, even if I had a baby, it wouldn't make anything happier, and then realizing, but I don't have one and I'm not tethered, so I'm just gonna fucking leave. One thing that I was disappointed that wasn't used because I thought it was going to become a plot device and didn't was that weird brown circle painting. Yeah, I think that's just a visual metaphor. <laughs> yeah, probably, but it's thinking like, is this gonna is like is this painting haunted? That would be <laughs> be fucking weird. Yeah, this this painting that you thought was cute. Yeah, it's actually haunted as fuck, and that's what's causing all these problems. <laughs> that would. I'm glad that's not what they did because. Mm. Uh... I think it's just a visual representation of the cycle she's trapped in. Oh, fair. Yeah, no, that that makes sense, too. And I usually, I don't go for that shit. Here, though, <laughs> I don't know what it fucking is. It just, it worked. I liked it. <laughs> I thought this was good. Once again, like, something got swapped in our respective brain receptors, I feel like. <laughs> I tagged in the other me. I did a Persona 5 baton pass. We walked past each other high-fiving. I was just like, get in there, sport. <laughs> put on your film hat or something yeah and then meanwhile i did the same thing but instead the the very rare almost never comes out actually kind of analytical side comes out of you like what is going on here <laughs> <laughs> why are we here why are we in this almost empty theater <laughs> yeah no i i like this i actually i don't know if i get it on disc but i definitely watch it on streaming at some point to get another, to, to give another pass at it and see if maybe, mm. it's not important to me that I figure out what's going on, but I want to see if maybe with the benefit of hindsight, I can piece a little bit more together. But I'm confident I've got the message nailed down at least, so I don't have to ask myself, but what is it about? Meanwhile, I'm on the very opposite side of, well, I don't hate this movie, but I definitely did not like it. When's the last time we had polarizing takes after seeing the same movie together? <laughs> I don't know. And usually it's the other way around. <laughs> I feel like at least. Now I kind of got to go back and watch some older episodes to see. And you guys should too. Yes, you should indeed. You but should no go pressure. Through an... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go through our old catalog. Oh, man. I think that about wraps it up, huh? Y yeah, I would say so. All right, so next week, I forgot to look if there was anything else coming out, but it really doesn't matter because Mean Girls. R yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm. Oh, if, I, I, I hope they still have Kevin G in it. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, is it the Beekeeper 2? Oh, no. Oh, this is going to be a busy weekend. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, dear. That's sad. Also, something called the Book of Clarence. Hmm. The Book of Clarence. Why does that sound familiar? I I think I remember reading a summary, and it was, like, around the same time as Jesus, some guy decides oh, yeah. to, like, pretend yeah. to be the Messiah instead. Yeah, it's, like, it's a weird... I remember seeing... I think I saw the trailer for it, and it's one of those things where it's, like, my takeaway was that it's a weird retelling of the story of Jesus, but make it into, like, a black comedy. Oh, this really is a tough weekend. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I gotta see Mean Girls. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but the, again, the trailer for Book of Clarence looks hilarious. Largely helped by like the scene where he's like held by sword point. It's like I need you to see your identification. All the other slaves hand the hand their identification. It was like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's see. Yeah, I guess, if I had to order it, I guess Mean Girls is top priority. The oh, keeper is second. Book of Clarence, if I have time. Benedict Cumberbatch is in this movie. Fuck me. <laughs> I think that's it, the most viscerally upset <laughs> Based on how low down he is in this movie This movie's produced by Jay-Z Oh, I have oh. to see this <laughs> Oh, man I guess I gotta clear uh, my schedule this weekend This movie's yeah, all the way down, fuck Yeah, there's no way I'm not seeing this <laughs> Yeah, we'll sort it out Yeah, we'll figure it out <laughs> Figure it out This is the mm. one where this is the one where we gotta push it back a day recording-wise anyway, right? Uh, correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. Don't worry, guys, I'll still have it up on time, probably. <laughs> In any case, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'll spare you the spiel, because I already did the like, comment, subscribe drop. But, this has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!